Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Nick, Don, and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Daniel Valdez, Anthony Dorenzo here as well. What's on the cut sheet? 745. Tony Bruno at 820. Another great prize for our morning mystery movie clip at 920. And our Disney keyword for the Walt Disney World free trip, vacation, getaway. That's coming up at 950 this morning. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in. Twitter, Instagram as well. You can listen to us on the Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. And don't forget, get your Kale & Company merch, folks. We can't be slipping here. We can't. We can't. By the way, Sid, he broke his coffee mug. <gasps> how did he do that? One picture, he was holding it, sipping out of it, saying yeah. it's 15 ounces. It's heavy duty. A couple of days later, he sends me a picture of his feet in the garage, like a, a shot with his phone, <gasps> and you see the shattered coffee mug everywhere. Mm. I might have ticked them off. He threw it out of spite. I don't know. Yeah, I was. But it's broke. I was thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you got to get another one, Sid. These coffee mugs are great, by the way. They are. I, I, I'm, I'll give him mine. He's they're expensive. How much was it? Twenty. I think the dollars? mug is like yeah. I think well, the shirt's what twenty eight, something like that. Shoot. I think the mug's a little cheaper. Hoodie might be more expensive. Show the show the mug again, Nick. I don't have it with me oh, today. Okay. I went Yeti. We, yeah, that's what Dawn. we should do. Kale and Company Yetis. Dawn, show yours. Yes, I'm showing mine. Show, show us yours. yours, Dawn. Yeah. All right, there you go, everybody. Dawn is showing you hers on YouTube. There we go. How about that. All right, we got some Biden stuff to get to uh, on the border as well with the migrant crisis. It's big and black. <laughs> you can see by my hands, about Jeez. six oh inches. So it's not a small oh one. Oh yeah. No, I'm serious. Yeah, it's, no, it's a, it's it's a very not big a mug. Little <laughs> short. How dare stubby. they? Oh my God. It's like the taller cup. Yeah, no, it is. It's not a it's short, a, yeah. one. Yeah, it is. Kareen yeah. Jean Pierre just started listening on the Odyssey app, and she has her instant reaction. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> It's really nice. Yeah, it's really nice. It's it a great is. mug. Yeah, it is. It's great fun. Mug. It's great because it's yeah. bigger than your average mug. <laughs> it's big. <laughs> little Turd Ferguson for you. There you go. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. All right, seven oh two. As uh, the show goes into the gutter, like usual, as we go along here. So we get the important stuff out of the way, folks. Big takes, the Bidens, and then we just get silly and stupid. Uh, but Don will uh, bring us Hi. back in with some news. So let's get. Re- she was re- describing the Callan Company mug yeah. that you can buy at twelve ten wpht dot com. You know, the, there's there's there is such a thing called big white mugs out there. By the way, you know, occasionally, you know, <laughs> Lauren Bober, she likes a big white mug. Yeah, she does. Yeah, exactly she right. Does. Occasional Virginia Democrat aspiring politician likes a big white mug. Mm-hmm. All right. 702, <laughs> let's get some news. Round number two, and for that, we go to Dawn Stenzel. And good morning. We are sponsored in Kill & Company News Live this Wednesday morning, September 20th, by United Tire. So in the news, just heartbreak with what happened and a memorial service planned today. This is the tragedy at Temple University. A vigil will be held today to honor Temple University's acting president after her sudden, unexplained death. Joanne Epps passing away shortly after she fell ill and collapsed on stage during an event yesterday afternoon. A real shock to everyone. Epps was um, then rushed to Temple University Hospital, pronounced dead by 3.15 p.m. And so that there was no... Opportunity, no chance we're told that the emergency room doctors could save her life. We don't have word on an official cause of her death. There was a doctor speaking at that news conference that she suffered a sudden episode. Sudden episode, interesting. Sudden episode. That's all that we're being told at this point. So the vigil today at university's bell tower noon and the university says, of course, the entire temple community is invited. 
Uh, Epps was Temple's former law school dean and provost and named to the post in April as the acting president um, after the that resignation of the controversial former president that we we talked we've talked about that earlier this hour, but uh, just such a tragedy. We're awaiting word on what caused her death, the memorial service, and also this afternoon we know that the university's board of trustees is having an emergency meeting to put together for some kind of a transition team. You know, and they've had a lot of transition. Remember, they had Mm -hmm. the first president, um, you know, a new president that only lasted about a year. He suddenly resigns last spring. They bring in somebody who's beloved and highly respected, Joanne Epps. Mm -hmm. And now this tragedy. It's been so many bad stories and headlines for that university in the last calendar year. Obviously, Officer Christopher Fitzgerald, um, Jennifer um, Griffin. Griffin. Now, this story, the replacement to the guy that she took over for. Man, what a what a stretch for Temple University. Yeah, terrible. And your alma mater. And I know. We, you know, we love Temple, and so this is <clears throat> certainly our hearts go out to to everyone in the in the community and those certainly who knew Mrs. Uh, Epps, and she was beloved for sure. We are talking about the fact that a Philadelphia police officer, and this is this is history in the making. So this officer, Mark Dial, who we've talked about, had been charged with first degree murder in a deadly police shooting during a traffic stop. So the initially, although he was charged with first degree murder, which is unprecedented in city history, and we're a very old city. The uh, D.A. Larry Krasner had brought this back to court, said this should not happen, that anybody charged with first-degree murder cannot make bail. So now yesterday in court, the judge revoked the bail for Philadelphia police officer Mark Dial. So he is behind bars until until next week, and that's when his attorney, Brian McMonagle, plans to argue, in fact, that this first-degree murder charge is ridiculous and that at best it should be a voluntary or involuntary manslaughter charge. Which I agree with, and it's so sad that you say two things here, Dawn, quote, history in the Mm -hmm. making, and quote, unprecedented. When it comes to Larry Krasner, it's amazing that those two phrases are never on the other side of the ledger with history in the making or unprecedented with a DA prosecuting criminals. It's the history in the making and the unprecedented nature of the way this guy is now going after a police officer with revoking the bail. Yeah. Which just kind of encapsulates his whole tenure in this position. This is true. And and to your point, so the officer involved in this, um, you know, it, there was some kind of a police chase and we know that there was body camera and the whole case will come out. But D.A. Krasner making a point to charge the officer with first degree murder so that he knew that the officer would not be able to make bail by the Pen- Pennsylvania law. Contrast that with another story that we talked that Nick Kale was talking about. And that is an individual who was charged by the same DA, Larry Krasner, with third degree murder. This is Abdullah El Amin, 40 years old, who was found guilty and faces sentencing coming up in November, found guilty of third degree murder in the in the murder of Tracy Mia Green, who is was a transgender woman in Philadelphia. Ultimately, investigators stated that this suspect shot Mia Green at close range multiple times in the ve- in a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And and 
um, and murdered Mia Green at this time. However, D.A. Krasner, in that case of shooting someone multiple times, close range in a vehicle, charged that man with third-degree murder. <laughs> just doesn't add up. <laughs> this is the bizarre world we live in. So that trial, that, and I just had looked it up since Nick Kale was discussing some of these issues earlier, I had looked it up. That trial concluded about two weeks ago, and now the suspect in this one, now convicted of third-degree murder in this case of the trans woman, um, will face sentencing in early November. So I just wanted to, I, you know, put that all together yep. because Nick had had been talking. Whenever Nick's talking, I just I'm researching and trying to update everything that we're talking about. They're saying that in the nation, anywhere from um, around 40, 40 fatalities are tracked each year in America with mm-hmm. transgender. Okay. Because you talked about that Milwaukee case. Yep. So in Pennsylvania, we are making national news right now as far as, and we are a swing state in Pennsylvania. Now, automatically, everyone who gets a driver's license or state ID in Pennsylvania, you are automatically registered to vote. Oh, boy. This announcement <laughs> from Governor Josh Shapiro yesterday. Registered as a Republican, I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have uh, we have Shapiro making that announcement. I'll play that at 745. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'll, I'll move on. Okay. Um, it's good and, to know. That's reassuring. <laughs> and, Are we sure we're a swing state anymore? <laughs> as Zioli has said, Pennsylvania's blue, and I agree with him. And I, I know, Nick Hale, there are a lot of Biden and Trump headlines, and Nick Hale and Greg Stocker in the cut sheet will get to all of it because there is a ton there. Um, and Phil's just a just a reminder that today our Phillies, hopefully we do a, a reversal uh, today for that 12-20 game. It's in Atlanta. We lost yesterday 9-3. to Our first game was awesome with all those homers. So we'll see what happens with our Phils in Atlanta today around lunchtime for sure. NBC 10 first alert forecast today. It's lovely and sunny. 77 degrees, bright sunny skies. And tomorrow that trend of crisp, sunny, beautiful days. We start out cooler in the upper 50s. But that all ends starting on Friday when we move into an area where we have rain. So rainy, cloudy for Friday. Saturday looks like a washout. Sunday still cloudy and rainy, but not a washout. So enjoy enjoy today <laughs> and tomorrow because uh, the sunshine, we won't see it until maybe it'll peak out on Sunday. But you can also enjoy United Tire, our sponsor. We love our Philly sports teams just as much as they love us cheering them on. Same goes for the great team over at United Tire. So the owners make customer satisfaction their priority, working with you to get you back on the road faster. So when it comes to car service, trust United Tire. This is Kalen Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. Cut sheet coming up at 745. In about 15 minutes, we will get to Nikki Haley and also an interesting story as to why a young Democrat has flipped Republican. We'll tell you why he did so coming up shortly. But I mentioned anxiety within the Biden administration last segment. Well, fear this segment, courtesy of the New York Post. Joe Biden fears that he might actually die before Hunter's legal woes are resolved, according to a report, which if this is in fact true, and even if it's not, when you see this headline, this this should send, I think, concern and shockwaves to those who are contemplating voting for Joe Biden, who also realize that if Kamala Harris is the running mate, that should put the fear of God in you, because if Joe, I mean, if, if they can't get through the legal woes, 
odds are Joe won't be able to get through a second term if you just do the math. But President Biden knows that Father Time is undefeated and Father Time is coming. The 80-year-old commander-in-chief, according to a report, fears that he won't live to see the end of his son Hunter's legal jeopardy, NBC News reports. Just days after the 53-year-old was indicted in Delaware on federal gun charges, the president and First Lady Jill Biden are, quote, resigned to the fact that Hunter's legal problems will likely worsen in the months ahead, according to the outlet, with a source close to the family saying that Joe Biden has lamented out loud, quote, that he might be dead before his son's case will be resolved. According to NBC News, quote, everybody walks around on eggshells in the West Wing. One source quoted as saying on this topic, Hunter Biden obviously has faced these years long investigation, five plus years, could have been wrapped up in five months. But we know what was at play there with Weiss and Garland and people like that. Quote, every day this president wakes up and thinks about his deceased son, Bo, and probably cries every day. And the weight of Hunter's legal legal troubles is equally emotionally taxing. Former Jill Biden press secretary, our good buddy Michael LaRosa, who's probably still listening to Kale and Company, (laughs) told NBC, adding that the Bidens are, quote, incredibly protective of Hunter. Maybe you're new to the show, but Michael LaRosa used to be the press secretary for, for Dr. Jill who went to the same high school as me, same graduating class. Yeah. He was a swimmer. And then you got into uh, some... Twitter spat. Some uh, Twitter spat with him, and then he blocked you, and, and he, he blocked, blocked everybody. Yeah. yeah. And then no, Pelko went after him, and the Kalen Company, well, at the time, we, we didn't even have the Kalen Company crew. It was more like the Zioli Army started going after <laughs> the guy, and it was uh, a really good time. But as you know, Hunter faces these charges, a maximum sentence of 25 years in prison if convicted. Uh, but he also could be now facing additional criminal cases in Washington, D.C., and in Los Angeles for tax fraud and illegal foreign lobbying. I think when you look at the anxiety of the party, knowing Joe's age, and then the fear within the family of all of this, like I said, you just get the sense, you get the feeling. Now, I'll still be on record. I'll still say Joe Biden will be on the ticket. It'll be Trump v. Biden, because as we know, if you're a Democrat and you have a pulse, they'll drag you through the process and they'll get you to the finish line. But you just really start to think that, man, and I think Joe's starting to realize it as well, that the walls are are, are closing in and, and, and the clock is ticking. So uh, very interesting. you got a lot of these sources, right? Close to Jill. The source close to Joe. Somebody on the West Wing. Hey, NBC, I, I've got two sentences for you. You want to know what I think? Condition of anonymity? Sure. All right, here you go. Bang. They're all coming together. Mainstream media, Democrats, family members, sources. It's like they're all, are all reiterating the same copy points as if it went out in like a big mass email to everybody on that side 855-839-1210 if you want to jump in uh no vacancies we are all full don't come here details when we continue on kale and company talk radio 1210 wphd it's kale and company on demand from talk radio 1210 wphd and the free odyssey app days are so long and so hectic especially in the fall when the kids go back to school, football season, there's so much so much happening, and yet I want a little time, too, to get outside, take Buddy Boy for a walk. So one of my little secret weapons here, actually it's a big secret weapon, it's, um, it's something I do. I've done this for years, and i got to share this with you. 
whatacrock.com, okay? These are ready-made meals. They're not those meals where you get a bunch of, you know, things in the box and you have to chop them up and basically you're cooking an entire meal. No, no, no. I'm talking about ready-made meals delivered to your doorstop, okay? This is whatacrock.com's secret that I have tapped into. So these des- these are meals designed for your slow cooker. So each day I put that ready-made meal into the slow cooker, run around all day, and when my family comes home after work, after school, after a long day, dinner is simmering. I mean, the house just smells great with that home-cooked meal. My family loves it. And my boys, okay, here are the favorites. I'll say the jambalaya is in the top three. The three bean chili, which is vegetarian, which I love because I can add some ground beef or some ground turkey or shrimp or whatever I want. But it's the three three bean chili is awesome. The chicken parm meatballs are just a frequent request. I could go on and on. Last night we had the old-fashioned pot roast. It's delicious, just like Grandma used to make it. And by the way, then, we get to enjoy more time together at the kitchen table like we did last night, just talking about the day, and it's wonderful. I cherish that family time at the table. No phones at the table, just whatacrock.com, okay? Use promo code WPHT. You get $10 off your first order, ready-to-eat meals, thanks to whatacrock.com. Homemade, just not by me. Delicious. Whatacrock.com. Kale and Company, just about 20 minutes or so away from what's on the cut sheet. Dawn, I'm going to need you to stop doing that read as well. I'm getting very hungry. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I promised you guys last week that I would bring in yeah, some of yeah, the chili. Yeah, the problem is, is they is eat it all. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, we're, we need to stop asking because yeah. it's sorry. never going to happen. No, I will. Yeah. I promise. Tell your boys, just uh, grab a salad or something. <laughs> Save some scraps for uh, yeah. the boys on Kale and Company. <laughs> If not, I'm going to have to resort to uh, Dorenzo making his famous gravy and bringing me in some. Uh oh. Yeah, apparently Dorenzo makes a good pasta sauce. Nice. Yeah. Now, Anthony Dorenzo, that is. 855 839 1210 is the number. Some unbelievable stories coming up after the Bruno appearance, uh, including Chicago and Brandon Johnson. We tried to tell you that that guy was going to be more left wing and more insane and progressive than Lightfoot or Lightwood, Lightweight, as I like to call her. He's now proposing the idea of city-owned grocery stores, which is a wild, wild concept if you think about it. And then also, Randy Weingarten, and this is going to play right into what we're talking about a little bit in Bucks County with parental rights. She's calling parental right parents segregationists. really pisses me off. Uh Uh-huh. So we're going to get to that story a little bit later this morning and also delve into that that Russell Brand YouTube banning as well. Uh, But just to put a bow on some of the Biden stuff, we talked about some of the anxiety, some of the fear that's setting in with the party, with the family, walls closing in. Um, But I saw the video yesterday of the migrant surge at the border where they were... This is the, the, the greatest like exposure for pointing out the fraudulence of the Biden administration and Alejandro Mayorkas, when they say, no, we don't have an open border. What are you talking about, open border? There's a video yesterday where they were literally, they had the gates in it, the El Paso border town open. And you see people just flooding through like they're lining up to go to a Taylor Swift concert. And they open up the gates and everybody's rushing to get their merchandise at the tent. And then all of a sudden they realized that Fox News was there. They were filming and they slammed the gate shut like, whoops, let me close that. Uh, But this story is great because, of course, Biden was in New York 
with his buddy Zelensky and uh, the UN conversation, uh, avoiding all the uh, Eric Adams migrant crisis situation. But the migrant surge is now forcing the Biden administration to suspend entries as shelters have reached capacity with border crosses in the thousands. I mentioned the video yesterday. Well, the El Paso port is now temporarily closed as personnel are being diverted to help process these migrants that entered illegally between other port uh, points and ports of entry in the state of Texas, which comes now after shocking footage has shown 2,000 migrants crossing the Eagle Pass, which is nearly 500 miles away in El Paso, where they saw another surge of 1,700 migrants in 24 hours. And I, I love this story because, again, they love to tell you that we don't have an open border but if you think about it, all of these sanctuary cities, and, and maybe like uh, Dorenzo or Valdez could get a list. I would just love to know nationwide in this country which cities were officially known or advocated for or said, yes, you are welcome. Come here. We are a sanctuary city. We know Philly. We know New York. Probably a handful of others as well. But now you got, we've, we've reached the point where all of these cities operated like they were this big hotel. Oh, we got vacancies? Yeah, it's Motel 6. I'm Tom Bodat, and we'll leave the light on for you. Come on in, migrants. And now they can't house them anymore, and it's getting so bad. And we gave you the story months ago about in New York, I think it was the Roosevelt Hotel is one of the famous ones in New York City, and they were at the point where they were housing the migrants in hotel rooms that run from anywhere from three, four, or even $500 a night. And you had these people coming here illegally, shipped by Greg Abbott or other governors, Texas, Arizona, up to Philly, up to New York. We've had the migrants here in buses in Philadelphia. And then, but the, like for the coverage and the stories that, that get covered nationally, it's always New York, New York, New York. And, you know, Philadelphia never gets its attention. But they were trashing these hotel rooms. They were given food and then throwing the food in the hallway, having parties. You could see some of the photos that were taken by hotel employees that sent them to the media and different press outlets where they were just trashing everything. There was drugs, sex in the hallways. I mean, this was like a, like a date night with Lauren Boebert. It was unbelievable. And then you could see all sorts of different like alcohol and they're just, I mean, basically we have, and I saw this yesterday, which was really great. One of the longtime conservative stations um, in New York, I think it's the Sid Rosenberg station, uh, they have a host by the name of Curtis Sliwa, I believe is how you say it. Sliwa. Sliwa. And he, I, I, saw, <laughs> I saw a video yesterday. He's on the street talking to a former Marine, African-American man who's now homeless, and he's talking to him about how, you know, we go out of our way as a nation, and specifically here with this story in New York City, to house migrants that come here illegally, yet we don't do anything to help the homeless that are those that serve this nation. And then I started thinking yesterday about how Biden was ducking all the migrant stuff in New York and Zelensky, and they're having this conversation. So we have billions upon billions of dollars to send to Ukraine in this battle against Russia, yet we can't help out the homeless, help out veterans, help out those that are in drug-infested cities, the drug shoot-up open-air market sites like Kensington. It's amazing what we in this country, especially under this administration, but I think it's, you know, really a lot of politicians. So I think this is, you know, to some extent, a, a partisan uh, or a bipartisan problem, I should say, 
the money that we have for what we want to use it on, yet we let so many other people. Now, look, if you've screwed up and you're lazy and you're trying to cheat the system, I have no remorse for you. But for those that, like, you know, did things the right way and have fallen on tough times, no help for any of those people. And he was interviewing this guy on the street, and the guy was just, like, ripping Joe Biden, which is always great to see and always great to hear because all you ever get with the Biden administration is identity politics. And then when you get the guy who's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm assuming he's a Biden guy, and that guy's roasting Biden, I just absolutely love that. But the migrant thing is a major, major issue. And I tell you what, you know, I know we're only 15 minutes out from the cutchie, but we are due in the next couple of days, I would think, from Mr. Alejandro Mayorkas, once again, ducking the question on whether or not we are experiencing a crisis. Because that's the only way to characterize it, Don. Yeah, and I mean, for Curtis Lewa, what's interesting about him there's no question he'll run for mayor again he had in 21 you know when he i know he lost against adams but he had said we're the new face of the republican party that and that's i think for him he's already campaigning you know he's campaigning for the job again so we'll see he only got i mean less than 30 percent of the vote yeah he's got no shot but sadly i you know i think i think this is a threat to the dems to say Hey, you know, I'm going to flip this city. Yeah. I mean, Giuliani did it yeah. back in the day. Yep. And it was crime at that time. Right. So will this be the issue that flips it this time? I don't mm-hmm. know. Yep. 855-839-1210. What's on the cut sheet at 745. But coming up next, the growing support for Nikki Haley. Super, super electable. So says a few people. We'll get to that story as we continue. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. But first, let me tell you about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. In fact, my sister is getting on board. My sister sending me a text message yesterday. Hey, I'm thinking about a Range Rover, and I'm thinking about Piazza Auto Group. Maybe you're in the market for a high-end luxury SUV. You've got silly money like my sister. Piazza Auto Group has you covered. Or maybe you're like me. You're a truck guy. What about the 2023 Honda Ridgeline. I've been in mine for four and a half months now. Absolutely love it. The people at Piazza Honda in Springfield have been tremendous. Even to this day, my leasing rep calls me every three or four weeks just to check in. How's the vehicle riding? What can I do to help you out? It's awesome. If you can't get to Springfield, Philadelphia, Langhorne, Pottstown, or Reading, they all have 0.9% APR financing. But if you're not in the market for the big luxury vehicles like the Range Rover or a nice truck, what about the Honda Civic? the Accord, CRV, Pilot, and more. The Piazza Auto Group, 17 brands, so they've got diversity, 35 locations. They have accessibility. It's my go-to for all things automotive. To find your new or certified pre-owned vehicle today, just check them out online, piazzaautogroup.com. It's Kale & Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Wednesday morning, Nick Dawn, Greg. What's on the cut sheet in just about 10 minutes? Tony Bruno coming up at 820. He's tweeting. He says he's preparing. He's warming up in the bullpen. Good. We like that. Do we a like little a prepared, long toss. We like a prepared Bruno. <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that possible? <laughs> Or do we just wind him up and let him go like a little toy? I saw on Twitter. I guess I'm not divulging any secrets since he posted it on Twitter. He's he's uh, he's constructing like a studio in his house. He loves to build. 
Really? Does he? Yeah, when he, when he moved back from California, when I was his producer, because initially he was we, he was doing the show remotely from California, um, and I was producing it in Philly, and then he came back, and he moved in with his mom, and his mom had a row home in South Philadelphia. He, like, rebuilt the whole thing on the inside. Like, gutted everything, remodeled it. Wow. I think he might have even built the house that he's in in Florida, or he might have purchased it. But he, like... what? Like Wait. he could be like Tim Allen and um, the other guy from uh, Tool Time. So he phys- he physically knows how to build stuff. Oh, he's great at that stuff. Yeah, he Just, like Robin. He's my <laughs> secret crush. <Yeah. laughs> you, you, Dawn you, is Dawn is surround. Dawn has been surrounded her entire life, except for let me guess, your father, uh, yeah, who, who my brother with men yes. who 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 can't build. <laughs> That's correct. Larry and myself, we don't even know how to no. fry an egg. La- yeah. It's Larry, it's 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 me, it's you, it's Zioli. Yeah. Everybody that Dawn has been surrounded right. with yeah. uh, can't build a damn thing. Yeah, like, And not just that, not uh-oh. for nothing, but one time he said, Honey, I'll mow the lawn. And he, he went out and bought a new lawnmower, like a push mower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I look, I kid you not, I have the video somewhere on my phone. I look out and there's a ball of fire. Oh, no. Like, there's Larry standing back. I'm like... Oh my god! Like like eight feet, well, because he put the gas in uh-huh. and then didn't put the plug oh, back man. on the thing, and it ignited. And there's yeah. like whoosh, started my bush on fire. I'm like, please, honey, <laughs> don't mow the lawn. Like, just yeah. stop. It's like, oh my god. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. Oh man. So all my all my life, I just thought men in their DNA yeah, knew how to. My dad could do plumbing, electrical. Yep. Anything he could, <laughs> my you know what I mean. My mom would go, Richard. Yeah. I wish we had a little powder room off the off the family, and that like the next weekend, my dad, and my brother are you know doing it. Right. So I love like Bruno. That's one more reason to love him. Oh yeah, that's no, amazing. He he. I mean, I'm telling you, there would be times where Robin would record videos and post it on social media. He's got all these drills and machines out, and he's sanding and he's just yelling the whole time. He's all ticked off. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Um, but it's funny you say that, too. Like, it's amazing how many guys, like, you, you either, like, I guess women are, some women are attracted to the handyman type, right? The rugged guy, the landscaper, the guy that can do, uh, you know, hardscaping. And then other women are attracted to the guys that aren't really into that, that are more career office type oriented. Um, and uh, my wife at the time, you know, she was pregnant in 2013 with our twins. And I, like I said, I can't assemble anything. So we bought the crib. And it was a, a really big crib for the girl's bedroom. And I'm worthless, right? So I open up everything. I've got all the parts on the floor. I've got the instruction manual that comes in five languages. I can't even find the English instructions. I get the instructions in Spanish and French. I'm like, I'm getting fl- flustered. She sits down, pregnant with twins, you know. And mm-hmm. she, she was as big as a house, <laughs> um, with, with all due respect and nothing but love. Uh, and then she's sitting down there assembling all the wooden pieces <laughs> while she's pregnant. And I'm just like, well, uh, okay, step two. Stick the uh, <laughs> stick the socket into it, the hole. It's so it's so embarrassing now that my three year old, if he gets a toy that needs to be assembled, my three year old won't even ask me. He mm-hmm. goes, "Mommy, can you build this for me?" Oh yeah, the kids are smart. They know when dad's worthless. That's so funny. Did you do Legos when you were a kid? No, I was not a huge Lego fan. See, I think Legos are a key. That's the building block to being a good. Uh, I yeah. do handyman. I'm. I, I just look. You know, I'm. I'm blessed that I can do this, but I just it's just easier to hire somebody. Oh, it I is. agree. I, I feel like I'm giving back to the economy. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm 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 helping yeah. you know somebody else out with work. Right. But could you do it? No. No. 
Well, that's no. my excuse. Is that's that, a necessity. Yeah. Even even back in the you know back in the day when I had no money, it was it was. I still right. I would rely on my father in law to come up and <laughs> help me do things. And now you have a pool boy. Yeah, I mean that's been exaggerated a, a little boy. bit, but you know, <laughs> pool boy. Is it a neighbor? I, no, I have a guy. No, I have a guy. Who, I have a guy who fixes my pool. He's yeah, like, Greg sits out there, he drinks a lemonade, guy. he suntans, and uh, watches the other guy fix his pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bad porno. Yeah, it's a very bad porno. There you go. I think they need to. They need to have tools that are because part of it is the tools are made for men. Yeah, and then my hands are not. I'm just not strong enough for some of the stuff. Like I've tried to do flooring. Yeah. Like I would love to be. I would love to be able to do that stuff. But truthfully, you have to have the hand and, yeah. and body strength. I'm, I'm glad you bring that up too, especially when it comes to assembling kids like um, swing sets or toys or cribs. They always give you that little silver wrench. Uh, it's yeah, like shaped yes. like an Worthless. L. Yeah, that yes. thing is a piece of garbage. It is. Yeah. yeah. You gotta have your. I have my own. Yeah. I went into. Uh, <laughs> My uh, my father in law came over one time. He goes, uh, when he, he was going to fix something, he goes, I need your toolbox. I'm like, all right, let me just get this out of here. I open up the drawer. Yeah. There's like a there's like a wrench, yeah. and a, like a like a little hammer and yeah. a screwdriver. I'm like, here you go. He goes, this is your toolbox. I'm yep. like, uh, yes, it is. Luckily, all my buddies are good at this stuff, and oh, every every guy that my sister has either either dated or married has always been a very hands on handyman. And I'll never forget when we moved to Nashville. And my wife and daughters came down a few months later, and we're put. I'm trying to put up the brand new flat screen, and we wanted to drill it under the wall with a bracket and the whole bit. And two of my buddies from Nashville are there. And then the most embarrassing moment, my wife looks at me and she goes, "Nick, go get my toolbox." <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, anything else? How about a bush pounder? <laughs> uh, Bubba forty five on the YouTube chat says, "So by Greg's philosophy, buying drugs from a drug dealer is helping." Uh, <laughs> a small local business. Yes. Stockernomics. <laughs> Stockernomics. He's just trying to get everybody back to where they need to be financially. Exactly. exactly. Our Any, president's anything, not going to do it. Yeah, anything's better than Biden. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, Roger calling you out for Curtis Sliwa. Oh, Sliwa. Sliwa, Sliwa. Yeah, like I mean, he knows Curtis. He's, every, he's been he around knows, for I know, Curtis I know, his, I know what he looks like. I know Guardian who he Angels. is. Just can't pronounce his name. He always wears a funny hat, too. The red hat yeah. for the Guardian Angels. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the, that's, the, that's the beret or whatever. Yeah, the beret. The beret. Yeah, Brings me yeah, back it's... to that Say by the Bell episode. With oh, the no, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just stop. Remember when stop Scree- with your head. Remember what Screech did? Another no, news. Yeah. Can we stop getting our news from Twitter? Oh, my God. Brings me back to that Say by the Bell episode. Yeah. Oh, you're really proving your manliness here, uh, buddy. Exactly right, man. <laughs> Uh, 855-839-1210 is how you jump in. Cut sheet in about three or four minutes. But I got to tell you, you know, we've talked about the rise of Nikki Haley. We've given you some of the numbers with potential 2024 matchups. You know, Trump and Biden either tied. Some polls have Trump up a point or two. Uh, And then you have a lot of other people that are either tied or up on Biden. The one person struggling against Biden is DeSantis. He would lose. But the GOP surprise in the rise has been Nikki Haley, where she has a six-point lead in a potential matchup against Joe Biden, 49% to 43%. And, you know, it's interesting. If we were in a fantasy political world, if we just removed Trump from the equation, let, let's just say, like, Trump Wait, just like didn't that. exist. Yeah. Like, if we just took this him out. This is Nick's fantasy <laughs> like political Nikki, world. Yes. Like, Nikki Haley is probably your choice right now. Like, you know, if if, there's, if there wasn't a Donald Trump, it's not DeSantis, it's not Vivek, 
I, I never thought I would see the day where it would be a female. It would be a female in the Republican Party. And we're talking about, remember we said how important you got to get the message, the messaging matters, mm. messaging matters. Yep. Uh, this MSNBC article with Nikki Haley, uh, Nikki Haley is betting on an electability message to win in 2024, which you could actually say the same thing about Trump when he maybe wasn't as adamant as he could have been on the man versus woman's conversation. And maybe also what's plaguing guys like DeSantis, where they're so stuck in their ways, they're so hardline conservative to the right, that, that they're not going to win over the independents or moderates. But you have a couple of people that are talking about Nikki Haley now. And uh, Frank Williams brought a homemade sign to Nikki Haley's campaign event this month, featuring her and President Biden's results in a hypothetical matchup, scrawled in big red marker, Nikki 49%, Joe 43%. The sign, based on a CNN poll released the same day, that found Nikki Haley was the only Republican presidential candidate with a clear and convincing lead over Joe Biden, which underscored the electability argument that has been central to Haley's campaign and has helped her win over independent and unaffiliated voters like Williams, who said he likes Donald Trump's policies, but just fears he cannot be emerging victorious in November of 2024. He goes on to say, quote, frankly... I want to support him just because of the way they're treating Trump. I want to vote for him just because, to me, it's political prosecution and it's political persecution, said Williams, referencing the 91 state and federal charges the former president faces. Quote, but I think Nikki is a better candidate because of some of the positions that she has taken. She's going to be better accepted in a general election. The primary problem, of course, is can she win the primary? I am not so sure, says the South Carolina resident. So it's, it's very interesting, and we've talked about this dynamic of there's a lot of people that we think on the GOP side of things that can beat Biden, but none of them in the primary can beat Trump, which creates that conflict of betting on the person that you love the most or betting on the one that you think can win the actual general election. But here's Nikki Haley again, and I know, Dawn, you've been a big fan of her for, for a lot of different reasons, but mm-hmm. she's she's really resonating in the moderate, independent, hey, can we actually win? Okay, her message is electability. Yeah, and I'm thankful for that. I think she was on, she might have been on Hannity last night. Yeah, she was. On Fox. Yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, I think that she's somebody who's having that breakthrough moment. And I think it takes, you know, she was, I know she was UN ambassador, governor of South Carolina. I think it takes a while for us to get used to people on the national stage. Mm-hmm. She's been on the national stage for a long time. And so I do think that um, she did herself proud in the last presidential debate. She did look like an expert on foreign policy and on the world stage. And I think that's part of it. I think it's not just do you have the gravitas for the job or the or the what it takes on the job, you know, in America, in our country. But foreign policy with Ukraine and Russia and China, you know, is is in play. And so you need somebody you don't want anybody who looks like a novice or a disaster as Biden has been, you know, by many viewed as disaster. Foreign policy expert, in my opinion, is a warmonger. And I think that she is. You think she's a warmonger? I do. I do. I think she's the I think she's part of that, you know. Uh, a war at any cost uh, crowd. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is, I don't, first of all, this is kind of a moot point because she's never going to get past the primary. Mm -hmm. 
her electability in a general election uh, yeah i could i could see that um but it's just her her uh her, her want and need for war at all costs at all the time like it's the, the john boltons and the john mccain's you know god God rest his soul. Dick mm-hmm. Cheney's, all those guys were just. It was just all about war. Yeah, all she, the she's part. She's part of that. You know, one of the things yeah. that's so appealing about Trump is that he's he's really the Peace. the most anti war yeah. president we have. Yeah. Yep. No so I, I just I don't I I don't see the I don't see this love for Nikki Haley. Um, as far as foreign policy goes. Okay. Uh, one tweet quickly before the cut sheet. Uh, Jose Trumpo Cruz tweets me. He says, Nick, I almost choked on a donut, dude. The tool shaped like an L. It's an Allen key. <laughs> Dawn, please call him on that. We are the worst. I have to choose my battles carefully. We are the worst. Uh, honey, hand, hand me the L-shaped thing. <laughs> uh, 747. Let's get to a Wednesday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet. Uh, what's on the cut sheet on this Wednesday is brought to you by Cherry Hill Volvo. Costco members save an additional $1,500 on certified 2020, 2021, or 2022 XC40, XC60, or XC90 off of Cherry Hill Volvo's already aggressive pricing. Visit today. Visit them at Cherry uh, Visit them on Route 70 in Cherry Hill, Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Tell them you heard about them on 1210 WPHT and thank them for being such loyal sponsors throughout the years. Dawn brought this up in the 7 o'clock news. I'm going to play this. Josh Shapiro, Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro, announces that Pennsylvania is now an automatic voter registration state. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Here's Josh Shapiro from yesterday. Pennsylvania, it is National Voter Registration Day and today... I am proud to announce that for the first time ever, Pennsylvania is an automatic voter registration state. That's right. From now on, when you get or renew your driver's license or an ID card at the DMV, you'll be registered to vote unless you choose not to. I made a commitment when I was campaigning for this office that we would bring automatic voter registration in Pennsylvania and break down the barriers for legal eligible voters. This is a key step to make our elections more secure, adding important levels of verification to the voter registration process. And by expanding voter registration at our DMVs, we'll save taxpayers time and money, reduce the number of costly paper registrations, and streamline voter registration for Pennsylvanians. Look, this is common sense. You already provide proof of identity, residency, age, and citizenship at the DMV. All the information you need to register to vote. We're making our state government work better for the good people of Pennsylvania. No matter who you choose to vote for or what your views are, I hope you'll make your voice heard. Now more than ever, we need an engaged citizenry to move our country and our commonwealth forward. Love the uh, the hit, music, yeah. the hit music in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We're encouraging. Uh-huh. We're in, we're encouraging voter fraud. If you believe a word that guy just said, I got something else I want to say during the next segment. <laughs> uh, but see, this is this is the level and this is the extent to which the Democrats will go to maintain power, to get control, and to get more and more people on their side voting D, registering as D. Think about this: we're automatically going to register you, but this is also the same party 
Party that said uh, requesting uh, identification can be sometimes deemed offensive or racist. Uh, this this is why this is so important that Republicans take back not only the White House in 2024, but maintain the House coming up. And there's also a story out there now that the, it looks like we might have a flip flopping where the House is trending slightly to flip back to the Democrats. Yet the Senate, which is currently blue, might flip red. Uh, Josh Shapiro, and, and again, I still got I got the music bouncing around. <laughs> but like that video should like. This is why we keep telling you, you got to do everything that the Democrats do and try to do it better than what they do. It is um, the music that should be played underneath that should be the uh, circus thing. Sounds like a Seinfeld episode right there, by the way. It's a clown show. This might be a very unpopular opinion, but, you know, that's what I do here. Um, Voting should not be easy. It should not be easy. It is. I, I there's too much. There's too much on the line. Mm-hmm. There's too much at stake. We should not make voting easy. Right. People should have to want to know what they're doing and want have the willingness to go out and do it. I agree. And we- and this whole thing about let, let's make it a federal holiday. Let's let's do this and let's do that. Like we're making it easier. That's that's for, what I said for people who don't pay attention to vote. If, if it matters to you, don't tell me you couldn't get out of work or you didn't have time. We ha- we had Athen Kutsarumbas on multiple times in an around the midterms last fall from yeah. real clear politics and he told us we're like well where did this red wave everybody said red wave red wave it was like a pink trickle it was like a splash of cranberry on your vodka it, it just didn't materialize and he's like people did not go out and vote like the lines just evaporated and dried up after five o'clock people were not going out after getting out of work and doing whatever they had to do with their kid um I agree with you. I mean, if it matters to you, you should do everything that you can, not only to vote, but take advantage of the things like the mail-in balloting that the Democrats do really well, or else we're just going to be sitting here stuck complaining and you know questioning integrity. If you don't give it everything you have, then there should be no reason for you to cry. And by the way, I'm not anti-mail-in ballots, because I do think that that actually takes... Yeah, yeah you have to... It comes to your house, but you have to you know open it up, fill it out... Um, you know, make sure you package it up right, put mm-hmm. it in your mailbox, you know, or take it to a drop, drop box. Like there, there is some effort involved in doing that. Right. Um, so I'm not anti mail-in ballots. I just think that this, this idea that we're making it easy for everybody to vote is just, it, it's, I don't know. But see, all of this is to preempt because even though there was the special election yesterday in Pittsburgh, and so technically now, the Democrats by one regain, you know, retain the control of the Pennsylvania House, but she's not going to be certified. It doesn't look like until maybe October. So the race for the job of the Republicans in Pennsylvania right now is to they want to push for voter ID. And so this, I think, is a clever way to preempt that because they're saying, oh, well, whether you get a state ID. So this is auto. If you get a state ID or a driver's license, mm-hmm. you will automatically be registered to vote. But they're saying, oh, don't worry, because if somebody, for example, if they're not a citizen or they're not yeah. eligible to vote, oh, don't worry, we're just not going to register them. Mm-hmm. Right. right. What could possibly go wrong? Exactly. But, but on the other side of this, I think it's also a push, and you hear in Shapiro's language, what he's saying is, Oh, no worries. Everybody's going to have an ID, mm-hmm. you know, and they're I think what they're trying to mitigate is what they know is coming, what they don't want that Florida had, 
which is a requirement that if you vote, you must have ID. Yep. Uh, some instant reaction here on the YouTube chat. Um, people want civics tests to be able to vote. Uh, Heaven01 says in-person voting only, and yes, civics tests. Um, IQ tests. <laughs> Stop. Uh, Mike Carr says, I think you should be male to be able to vote. That's not right. That's not right. <laughs> says you have to be male? Male, yeah. That's good. My brother John to this day is like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Women, when women got that right to vote, 1920. That yeah. was the end. That's mm-hmm. my brother, kiddingly. And 103 but- <laughs> years later, now all that and men are coming in the female locker rooms. Uh, yeah, how far we've come. Uh, the, what? Uh, the libertarian, to your point and to what's on X, the Libertarian Party of Pennsylvania says, much like Stocker said, making it easier for uninterested, uninformed people mm-hmm. to wield political power will inevitably lead to to terrible political choices Mm -hmm. it expands the pool of citizens to conscript into jury duty and gives more votes to harvest and and think about this too and and what we could have as the end result to your point as to who gets elected and in office we already have prior to this uh announcement from josh shapiro we have a guy named john fetterman (laughs) in office (laughs) you say well it can't get any worse than that oh yeah i see what happens now uh, Governor Shapiro was on with Nicole Wallace yesterday after rolling out the automatic voter registration. And, uh, you know, of course, she loves this. This is what uh, that discussion sounded like. So I guess I was date me, but I, I think we used to call this motor voter, right? And it used to not be particularly controversial. Right. Now it is sort of an, an, an act, a statement, a pro-democracy one, but it has its detractors. Just take me through the reaction today in Pennsylvania. Well, I can tell you, I begin and end the conversation, Nicole, by believing that greater voter participation equals a stronger democracy. And you and I have spoken a lot over the last number of years about the attempts by others to erode our institutions, to erode our democracy, to try and make it harder for people to vote. We talked about the more than 40 lawsuits I engaged in as um, attorney general, and by the way, won every single one of them to protect the right to vote here in the Commonwealth. And then when I was running for governor, I made clear that if I was entrusted with that authority to serve as the Commonwealth's 48th governor, that I would make sure we brought about automatic voter registration. And today on National Voter Registration Day, we did just that. Because I fundamentally believe no matter who you're going to vote for or what your particular viewpoint is, the more engaged our citizenry, the stronger our country, the healthier our democracy. And we took a giant leap forward here in the Commonwealth today to do just that. So I want to point out the nonsense of what he just said here. So he's saying it'll be easier to vote with automatic registration. The alleged complaint by those in painting the picture that it's become more difficult by design to vote, it's not because they're not registered. It's because they're claiming, well, I I don't have access to get to the location or this, that, or the other thing. And then we heard this all throughout the 2022 midterms and even going back to 2021, where the claim in Georgia was that Georgia red state is making it more difficult for people to vote. And what did we find out at the end of the 2022 midterms? Georgia had record voter turnout. Remember all the Jim Crow laws that Biden was talking about and all this other nonsense? And where was it more difficult to actually vote? Who had more strict and stringent rules and procedures? The blue state of New York. 
So this narrative that red states are making it more difficult for people to vote is simply not true. Uh, Peter writes, if you can't figure out how to register to vote, is that someone we want voting? No. (laughs) Absolutely not. Uh, Donald writes, what party do they automatically enroll to, or is it independent? Did, did wasn't the headline that it was you're automatically registered as Democrat or did I miss or did I, no I make that up that was not the headline okay. that's I thought I saw that you but, inferred okay. that okay yeah I, I wasn't being I wasn't trying to make a joke I thought I actually saw that but I'm, I apologize yeah um, but it wouldn't surprise me if they actually did do that do you think this is popular with the voters do you think this is a popular thing I think it's going to be a mixed bag do you I think it just depends on what your your overall thought and your your feelings about the process is right now mm-hmm. if you think people are trying to make quote democracy harder and threats to democracy you probably love it if um, you know if you think the system is relatively fine from an accessibility and convenience standpoint and you're functional enough to get out there and do it then I could see them probably having a bit of an issue. Last night on CNN, Abby Phillips uh, reads a list of words that Americans most commonly associate with politics. Oh, playing a word game. It's a, it's a word game. I so like this, these are the words that most Americans associate with, with politics. You ready to hear this? This ought to be riveting. And now on to the chaos over on Capitol Hill. So Pew asked Americans to describe the state of the United States politics in just one word. And I want you to listen to some of the most common responses. And I have to warn you here, some of these are not kid-friendly. Oh, oh boy. Divisive, chaos, corrupt, messy, crazy, bad, sad, dysfunctional, broken, disgusting, ridiculous, petty, partisan, embarrassing, hypocrisy, hellish. Crooked. That's the S word. Sucks. Fractured. Circus. Liars. Joke. <laughs> self-centered. Wow. Crap. Yep. Nasty. Mm-hmm. Toxic. Mm-hmm. Deceit. Yep. Farcical. Convoluted. Farcical. Rigged. Combative. Dumpster fire. <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> extreme. Poor. Disaster. Disgrace. Unproductive. And, well, effed. <laughs> no repeats there. Okay. And only one response can be considered a positive adjective, and that was, quote, good. Well, there was no Trump bashing there. Uh, and two bad words, the F word and the S word. I was wondering where the offensive stuff to children was going to be. She eventually yeah. got to it. Yeah. But you know what? Honestly, for the most part, those words, fairly accurate. Uh, agreed. But doesn't isn't that telling, though, what people think about politics? Mm-hmm. And people know it's a sham and they're all scumbags and liars yeah and yet we will make it easier to f- i i just I'm, I'm there's always, something broken here there's yeah. something not well you just say the word politics and people automatically have a feeling or an emotional response and most of them usually say i don't i'm not into politics i can't stand it mm-hmm. I don't. you know but it's amazing and, and i'm, I'm going to kind of do like a, a, a double take here or a little hypocritical take you know it's for all the people that hate it yet we had and I'm just going to say the numbers. We had 81 million and then 74 million. That is a 155 million in a country of, what, 340 million. So it's like for all the people that hate it, there's still a massive amount of people that vote. Yet on the flip side of it, it's like there's still far more people that don't vote as opposed to do. Yeah, exactly. So it's I'm it's not really sad. sure what we make of it, but that's that's the state of our system. Uh Abby Phillips, how would you describe uh, CNN right now? Divisive, <laughs> chaos, corrupt, messy, crazy, bad. Okay. Uh, how would you describe MSNBC? 
sad, dysfunctional, broken, <laughs> disgusting, angry, ridiculous, unentertaining. Petty. Uh, how would you describe the Biden administration? Partisan, embarrassing, <laughs> hypocrisy, <laughs> hellish, <Not a> joke. <laughs> crooked, sucks. <laughs> Thank you, Abby Phillips. And guess what? If you get a second term, ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> exactly. Um, Abby Phillips, any uh, comment on uh, 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 Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman? Fractured, circus, <laughs> liars, joke, self-centered, crap, nasty, toxic, deceit. Gotcha. Thank you. Joe Bin. <laughs> Speaking of Fetterman, what do you hear later on? What a doozy we have for you from a from a sound standpoint. Uh, Howard Stern yesterday on his program proudly declared himself woke. Oh, he's he's it's all the rumblings of him maybe being woke or out the door. Mm -hmm. He has said to himself, he is woke. Oh, so take a badge of honor. He's he's he he considers it a badge of honor. Okay. He talks about going to CVS and getting a vaccine. <laughs> Um, and he will take any vaccine you ask him to. Mm -hmm. uh, here he is, the uh, former king of all media, who is now just sounds to be like a sheep of the government. He's Keith Olbermann in a wig. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Howard Stern declaring himself woke MFers. I'll play you the clip, but uh, he does say, you know, I'm a big Howard Stern fan and I started. But but how he goes, yeah, but Howard is woke now. That's. I hear that oh, a lot, geez. that I'm, I'm not good anymore because I'm woke. I, I, my whole career, I've well, been hearing... Well, maybe Metamucil is woke. Stop eating it. Yeah. By the way, I kind of take that as a compliment that I'm woke. I'll tell you how I um, feel about it. To me, the opposite of woke is being asleep. And if woke means I can't get behind Trump, which is what I think it means... Or that I support people who want to be transgender or I'm for the vaccine. Well, dude, call me woke as you fucking want. I'm not for stupidity. You know, I ran out Friday morning. I was over at CVS. Thank you, CVS. I went over there 9 a.m. and got myself that new vaccine for COVID. Uh, yeah. I get every fucking vaccine. Good. And, and for those of you who think the government's trying to kill you or implant chips, or go they're ahead chipping with your... you. I don't yeah. know why they're chipping you. Go for those conspiracies. But I am woke, mother and I love it. There it is. There he is. A uh, nice little ad for Big Pharma and CVS. By... Howard will be at Walgreens later today. By the way, uh, that story about him uh, uh, going to CVS. Yeah. You think Howard Stern is no? He doesn't leave his house. Stopping by the CVS and saying, "Here, guys, give he, me a jab." He won't even go out with his hot wife to dinner. Yeah. You think he's making a run to his local CVS? <sighs> he, I, I, I just, I'm shocked by that clip. And look, everything with him, you have to take with a grain uh -huh. of salt. He knows what he's doing. Yep. He knows how to get attention. Mm -hmm. He knows how to make headlines. We're talking about him. Yeah. So I, I take everything with a grain of salt. But boy, that is. That is so different. That is so different than what I remember in the 90s. You know, so he, different. He is so politically... Like, one of the reasons why he went to Satellite was to be un, unchained and be free yeah. and, you know, just cause uh, cause chaos and run amok with really no, you know, FCC regulation. He's so safe and soft right now, you might as well just put him back on terrestrial radio. It's true. He's not going to offend anybody. I know. That's a great point. What a loser. He does not need to be on Satellite Radio. No. He, he, would, be, he would be perfect on, you know, some music station. Yeah. Here. 
Hey, go out to get our vaccine today at CVS. Might as well put them on the middays on the other sports station that lost all its hosts in the last year. Ooh. Really embarrassing. And Howard Stern, he didn't come back and do, uh, do his old routine from 1993 in town. Oh, my God. And by the way, woke is different from awake. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I have, a, I have a, um, a gin glass, a bourbon glass, that I got from like a little like, um, private company online that says, awake, definitely not woke, which to me is the complete rebuttal to Howard Stern. Like, no, I'm not asleep. I'm just not woke. Which I've already given you my definition on the show of what woke is back when woke was something that people talked about, but DeSantis killed that. He did. Yeah. He did. He, he, he made woke jump the shark. Florida is yeah. where woke oh, God. goes to die. Just that, just yeah. that voice. Florida. <laughs> I just can't, I can't. Mustard. <laughs> We've replaced woke with mustard. That's really what we did with Ron. I wonder if CVS is a sponsor or something from, for. Oh, C- that's. Serious because yeah. that that was a little too product placement. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? It did well, sound very cheesy. Well, kind of like me right now wearing a Krasnerland t shirt. Right, which is a good look. <laughs> Welcome to Krasnerland. You can get these, by the way, as well as Kalen Company shirts, Rich shirts, uh, Zeoli Army shirts, all on 1210WPHT.com. There's a merch store. So this is my own product placement here if you're watching right now on YouTube. Mm-hmm. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Oh, you know what they're doing to what? mess with me in the YouTube chat? Oh, We're at 99 likes. <laughs> They're doing this on purpose, Nick. What's that? Sitting at 99? We're sitting at 99 They don't want to give you a nice nice round number? They don't want to. Good. Please, please like them. I like when they they trigger you. Yeah, it's okay. I can add to my board. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. Please hit the subscribe button. Uh, This I, I got from Libs of TikTok, so you know it'll be good. This is an LGBTQ activist that says there's no, uh, hold, hold on to your, your, Blouse there, Dawn. Um, uh, this is an LGBTQ activist that says there's no such thing as parental rights. Oh. And schools should be able to keep secrets from their parents. All right, Meg Brock, make sure you're listening. She's uh, coming for you, lady. Cut one. No such thing as parental rights. It's not recognized in law. It's not in the charter. doesn't exist. Children's rights, however, are recognized and have been for a very long time. Parents have responsibility, which is recognized in the law, but no rights. If your child does not want to tell you something about them, that's your problem, not the government's, not the school systems. Maybe you should ask yourself why your child might not want to tell you whatever it is your conspiracy brain thinks that they should have to. All right, bushy beard guy. Um, which, if just looking at him, I wouldn't think he's LGBTQ plus or whatever he claims to be. Uh, but he's clearly, and I don't know if he's having a mental health breakdown there. It doesn't seem like it because there's no purple hair or a nose ring. But uh, where is it written that the school raises the child? Where is it written that the government raises the child? Since you want to talk about charters and other documents, where is it that says my child is property of the government, the state, the city, the school district. Because I don't see that written anywhere, bushy beard guy. (laughs) Here's to you, bushy beard trans activist dude. But that individual, Greg, identifies as a trans activist? Yes, it's an LGBTQ activist. So I don't know if that means that they are that that themselves or if they're just, you know, pro them. Everybody I talk to... In the uh, the first three letters of that whole LGBTQ plus lesbian, and there's, there's gay, more, bisexual, right? Say especially 
uh, gay guys mm-hmm. say that this whole trans movement and talking about parental rights yeah. is setting us back, is what they say. I'd like to they really want- see that like uprising within yeah. the whole... Like, I would love to see the lesbian, gay, bisexual community start really going after verbally and debating, to your point, the trans section of that phrase. Yeah, because, think, you know, for years, the assumption was, oh, well, you know, per- a person who's lesbian or gay is going to go after kids and pet... For whatever reason, that was put in the same box and a lot of people didn't understand all that stuff mm-hmm. so now what they're saying is these transgender folks who are constantly talking about children constantly and they're saying why are you talking about kids this this is weird and why are you talking about separating kids yeah. from their parents that would no, this right. is not we don't want this this is setting back and why are you dressed in drag in front of a 12 year old and taking pleasure in that that seems a bit creepy to me yeah i'll just clean it up yeah. for radio sake and I don't think there's any evidence that anybody, there's also, it's also separate because somebody who dresses, remember Rudy Giuliani? Now, for the parades and whatnot, remember that? He would dress up as a woman mm-hmm. yep. and had fun with it. He and did no, it on SNL, too. Right? Yeah. And and uh, nobody cared, and they thought, you know, but he's a heterosexual guy, for, for by all accounts, right? Married to different women mm-hmm. over the years. So because you dress up doesn't necessarily mean you're part of that community. So there's all of, so I don't know, this whole thing online is redefining a whole lot of people that I don't think appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just Very saying. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It, it's, it's, it's absolutely true. It's one of these times where we always say, you know, the internet and social media is not real life. Yeah. Sadly, in this situation with this scenario, it's becoming real life. Uh, Soggy Donuts on the YouTube chat says, gay guys with beards are called bears. Oh, they are. Okay, I thought like it, it was big, big hairy guys. I thought that's like big hairy gay guys. I well, thought they were bears. I mean, I've heard. I, I don't, <laughs> let me just let me just be honest. I don't know. You're starting to get very hairy yourself, stalker. Uh, well, you know, well, the beard's looking good, man. I like it. I have all the hairs on my face. I have no hair anywhere else. So it's like it's like you know, being blonde is not that. <laughs> uh, John Fetterman uh, had some words of wisdom for the uh, auto workers that are on strike. He uh, said this, cut three. My message to the, the, CEOs, the CEOs is, you know, at $74 million, you know, collectively earning that, you know, how many yachts can they need, you know, to, to, yacht, to water uh, ski behind it? You know, I mean, it's just crazy. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you got seventy-four million, and you got skis and yachts, and you're listening to yacht rock radio, and it's you know, ninety-five, ninety-five, ninety-five. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Can we hear that again? Since uh, that was such a short yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> My message to the the CEOs, the CEOs is, you know, at seventy-four million dollars, you know, collectively earning that, you know, how many yachts can they need, you know, to to yacht to water. Uh, <laughs> Ski behind it, you know. I mean, it's just crazy. Oh, you know, I don't. Oh, man. We're gonna... Anyway, <laughs> I I want to have Fetterman and Biden do a podcast. Oh my god! Sixty minutes uninterrupted on anything they want to talk about in life, just for the sake and the sheer enjoyment of giving us cut sheet material <laughs> for the next ten days. Which, by the way, um, and I saw that clip that was a lot of the um conservative social media influencers yesterday were sharing that video and uh, i was kind of focused in on the mustache itself uh maybe we can get uh in box number four a freeze frame of fetterman in that shot there with the mustache 
Um, and maybe we could evaluate the the because you know Stalker's got the full beard going now. Oh wait a minute. Maybe wait a minute. What just, are you saying? And I'm just you know we can compare and contrast the Stalker stash to the Fetter stash, and who has the better stash? See what I did there? I we can like, go. We can go. Greg in box three. Fetterman like in box four. Fetterman's actually got a relatively good mustache going there. Yeah, I'm you know, seven out of ten. Not uh, bad. Th- this has been requested on uh, the YouTube chat, so uh, it's all requests Wednesday. So I'm taking requests. <laughs> You're uh, just Carson Daly today. <laughs> this is uh, this is the this was sent in by our buddy Newman Price on uh, Twitter. Uh, the when John Fetterman was asked about um, uh, the what what was he where he did the oh the impeachment. Uh, the the impeachment inquiry of okay. Joe Biden. Look what's going on inside you. Can you imagine how, speaking of smell, can you imagine how bad Fetterman must smell when he's like on a little while without like a shower and deodorant and fresh change of hoodies? Oh. I guarantee you, like there's just some guys you look at and you're like, yeah, that dude absolutely reeks when it's not going well. (laughs) Like, you know Fetterman just stinks the hell out. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. It's gross. Um... So there was a lot of there was a lot of interviews with um, what's his name Gavin Newsom the other day. Uh, Dana Bash sat down with him, and they did this compare and contrast of 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 Gavin Newsom and Joe Biden. And David Axelrod uh, called uh, Governor uh, Governor Newsom young and strapping oh, compared yeah. to Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is cut four. Advisor during the Obama administration. Uh, uh, let me ask you the sodium panel thought question. I mean, he's out there. He's debating Sean Hannity. He's talking to Dan for an hour-long special. Obviously very loyal to Joe Biden. Obviously doesn't want to distract. But come on. He's primed and ready to go. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I'm, I'm sure the, the White House is very gratified for some of the things that he's saying. I don't, I don't know that they'd be as enthusiastic about his ubiquitous presence on the air. It's sort of like, you know, uh, just at the time when Democrats are concerned about their aging, you know, spouse, here comes the young right. neighbor, young strapping potential Did you partner. see the split screen? Yeah. We were, I don't know if, if our, <clears throat> I don't know if we were doing that on purpose, but like, it just looked like. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I, I think that he knows he's he's a sophisticated guy. He knows that he's playing against the story right now. And, you know, I don't think he's setting himself up to run in 2024. I actually agree with him, Jake, that I think Biden's running. Right. I think Biden's going to be the nominee. Right. But he's certainly getting a head start on 2028. I, I don't think there's any question about that. So, yeah, CNN definitely going out of their way there with the side-by-side screenshot. <laughs> Of Newsom and Joe. Which, they are, right? Which you you know they're all bailing on Joe. But you say the words young and strapping. You could put Daniel, Val- Daniel Valdez next to Joe Biden on his split screen. <laughs> young and strapping. The point being is Joe is not only frail and fragile, mm-hmm. but he projects weakness on the global stage. Yep. 
we should do the big three and then get to uh, get to Tony Bruno. All right, coming up. All right, Tony Bruno's nine forty. Yep. All right, Tony Bruno coming up on the other side. But before we get to that, let's get to Don Stenzel's big three at eight nineteen. It's the big three at eight on Kale and Company. Sponsored by the Bet Parks Pennsylvania Derby at Parks Racing. So this is a coup for our sister station, KW News Radio. Mayoral candidates Sherelle Parker, Democrat, David O. Republican, will debate each other. Finally, one debate. So they've just announced this. David O's like, yeah, I'll do it once and then get my <laughs> get my face knocked in on election day. Uh, so it will be eight o'clock in the morning, October twenty sixth. It's the first and so far only only debate that is scheduled that the candidates have agreed to. And this is ahead of the November 7th general election. And so we will, you know, kudos to KYW for getting that. Mm-hmm. None of the TV stations got it. KYW gets it. I assume they'll have a TV partner, maybe our partner, NBC10. NBC yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming. I, I, but I don't know anything about it. I just know that they've been working very feverishly behind the scenes to get it done. So we know that, um, you know, looking at seven to one voter registration, seven Democrats for every one Republican, that's the voter registration. O ran opposed in the GOP primary. Both candidates know each other quite well because they're both former city council members. Mm -hmm. But the next mayor decided in November will become the 100th mayor of our great city, replacing outgoing Jim Kenny. See, this is where if I'm David O, I come out and I say, much like Donald Trump, I will not attend the debates. Why? Or actually, I will not attend the debate. Why? Because Trump can't win and I can't lose. <laughs> actually, no, the other way around. I screwed that up. I should just let you do the news. No, well, <laughs> well, anyway. You, you, t- you teed me up with the word when you said I can't lose because uh, something lost, something found. What did the FBI lose? Well, the FBI lost count of just how many paid informants were actually at the Capitol January 6th. Oh, so there, were, <laughs> so there was an audit. This was an exclusive by Miranda Devine in the Post last night, but I thought it was worth a headline in the big three. Yeah. That um, they, they, are, they are admitting, apparently, that they did an audit because they have to pay these individuals. Of course. And uh, they lost count. Got paid informants. Got to pay people to look and dress like MAGA Republicans. Yeah, they lost. That's expensive. Track. Yes, uh, we don't know. Also, Ooh. by the way, interesting. Ray Epps, January sixth, yesterday, yeah. gets hit with the always fearful disorderly conduct charge. <laughs> <laughs> Enrique Terrio, twenty-two years, not present. You go away, Ray Epps, <clears throat> informant. Uh, you get disorderly conduct. By the way, I, huh. there was there's about ten kids I knew from college that got charged with right. disorderly conduct. Like when you used to like knock the Pepsi machine <laughs> yeah, over exactly, a Walmart. Exactly. Yeah, disorderly conduct. Yeah, yeah. And uh, by the way, the FBI spends on average. I was looking up the stats: forty two, forty five million a year in payments to confidential human sources, and that's uh, a number from DOJ, from Department of Justice. But yeah, no no word mm. if the audit was sparked by questions about EPS. Yeah. Will that be made public? We paid for it. Yeah. $42 million a year. Wow. And remember, because I, when I had talked about locally, the local connection to the trial of the Proud Boys that mm-hmm. happened in D.C., but there was that local connection with Zachary Real, and I had talked about that. So during that trial, I know the defense attorneys had said the FBI had at least eight informants 
spying on and infiltrating that organization during that. And remember, even one who they proved was, in fact, a confidential informant, paid Mm -hmm. informant, had been talking to the lawyers back and forth. They had tried to get that thrown out. So we'll see as they audit this and more transparency happens. Will they have a case to throw out that trial and either be retried and will DOJ do that, etc.? $42 $42 million. Coincidentally enough, that's also the payroll down the hall at KYW. By the way, on the <laughs> by the way, on the mayoral debate, speaking of that, Michael on the YouTube chat writes, you're not doing your job, Greg. Why did you get scooped out? Um, I didn't I didn't want to do it. Scooped I mean, out of what? What? Not, no, because KY, KYW did the mayoral debate. It's just, yeah. they're not going to do it with us. Yeah, yeah pick your battles. Locker knows the way it works behind the I scenes. I think we should try. We should try. Well, Dawn, no, we've we got, we, I'll moderate it. Don't be glad we got mugs and t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm busy, okay? It's time for this he nonsense. He's, you know, Greg, you look at all the people who've left, and every time somebody left, somebody be left over here, they go, and a promotion for Greg Stalker. <laughs> yeah, he'll do this he job. Another, yeah. It's like 10 titles. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Here's $10. Uh, we eliminated that job. Yeah. <laughs> Rolling back salaries by the day. <laughs> and uh, since you since you mentioned Howard Stern, and I'm very proud that he's woke. In fact, there's another headline that Howard Stern is no longer friends with Bill Maher. Yeah. Because Bill Maher was talking about Beth Stern on air. Oh. And so this is like fifth grade. You're no longer my friend. Well, Howard's very woke, as he said, and Bill actually hates the wokeness. So there's the divide as well. Their friendship friendship has gone back many, many, many years. They were friends. They're very good friends. Then Howard said something about Bill Maher that Bill Maher didn't like, and then they were not friends for a long time. Then they repaired their relationship, and now Bill Maher said something else about he's... All he said is that, like, why is – he doesn't like it when people go on the air, Mm -hmm. and talking about Howard, gushing about their new wife. Like, what about their ex-wife? Does their ex-wife feel bad Mm -hmm. that they're gushing about their new wife? Yeah. Actually, I'm proposing – because I believe in making matches – WrestleMania will be in Philadelphia this year. We need to have a tag match. Howard Stern and Keith Olbermann (laughs) against Bruno and Bill Maher. Oh, Bruno, yeah. But yeah, you're exactly right that he um, he had, Bill Maher had had criticized Stern because Stern was so, so much talking about his current wife. Yeah. And what about Allison? That are you saying this about your current wife to kind of give a a stab at Allison? Mm. You know. Yeah. And Howard Stern shot back with something like, "You don't know anything about my personal life. Please don't." speculate about these things yeah. like you have no idea what the yeah. situation don't is bother me i gotta get the cvs <laughs> has bill maher ever bother been... me with such frivolity okay <laughs> okay i don't know has bill maher ever been married i don't know no no he's a he's a he's a perpetual bachelor right yeah what does he know yeah about ex-wives or wives what woman would find bill maher attractive anyway dude's ugly as hell yeah, and he's very like thin and yeah. small and yeah and coulter dated him I mean, allegedly. We don't know that. Have you ever seen them together? No. They're very flirty and friendly. Yeah. No, Bill just likes to hang out with dudes and drink gin and smoke weed. Well, let's, uh, speaking of hanging, good places to hang out, we are sponsored by the Bet Parks Pennsylvania Derby at Parks Racing. It is Pennsylvania's biggest day of thoroughbred racing, the Bet Parks Pennsylvania Derby at 
Parks Racing Saturday, this Saturday, September 23rd. Gates are going to open 10 o'clock in the morning. A lot of free family fun, live music. Just visit PennHorseRacing.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 827 coming up next. We ship it on down to Florida. The great Tony Bruno for his weekly Wednesday appearance. He joins us next on Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale & Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook, the only casino and sportsbook you know I've ever recommended. They really do have it all. Action, excitement. So much great entertainment, award-winning dining, plus special discounts for military first responders as well as medical professionals. You can experience the open-air Liberty Bell Beer Garden. Unwind at the all-new Bamboo for happy hour every Sunday through Thursday for delectable specials, handcrafted cocktails, in the mood for a stylish dining experience. Why not just head to Park's Grill, the signature steakhouse offering a unique menu of Classic cuisine alongside seasonal chef specials. And savor exceptional food. 24 rotating craft beers, cocktails in the Liberty Bell Beer Garden's unique indoor open air seating. It's real, you have to experience the beer garden there if you never have because you feel like you're outdoors, but you're indoors. It is a beautiful place. 3,200 state-of-the-art slots, 115 game tables. Of course, Joe Conklin's Comedy Night. I mean, this is the best sports book on the entire East Coast. A lot of fun. And headliners coming soon to the Excite Center at Parks Casino. Pointer Sisters this weekend, Saturday night, September 23rd. Buddy Guy coming up Friday, October 6th. Parks is the ultimate destination for action, excitement, entertainment, and free parking, which I love, the valet parking, EV charging stations for everybody. All things Parks Casino. Just visit parkscasino.com, P-A-R-X, P-A-R-X, casino.com, Parks Casino and Sportsbook. This is how you win. Got to be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.